Welcome to the Almost Perfect Podcast, a celebration of laugh, love, and everything else, baby. Yeah, we're switching it up on you this week, because, yo, I am feeling good, feeling great, feeling fine. How are you? Uh, <laughs> I don't know if people always get that reference, like, I busted it out a few times, it's, it's some, some outcast, man. Although, I, I remember that from the hot chocolate skate video. I digress though, I digress. Yeah, I have been feeling good because I just got back from Cape Town, as I'm sure you know, as I'm sure you've seen, uh, haven't really shut the fuck up about it, and I've been living life to the fullest. I had a whole eat, pray, love experience condensed into a week, which was very much what my goal was, uh, whilst also, you know, having a little comedy to, like, you know, both things. Because you gotta, like, in this economy, yo, I'm, I'm not a middle-class white woman from America, unfortunately. You know, I can't take a year off and go to three different countries to get my spiritual experiences and to, you know, find out who I am. I get a week in Cape Town. But I think I'd achieve the same goals, to be completely honest with you. And, man, what a fucking incredible time incredible experience and so many fucking people to thank so many wonderful people just made it this just dope thing but i think like it's because i came into it very open like you know i was said yes to fucking everything and i also just spoke to lots of people very like candidly you know told them what the situation was told them why i was there you know because of the breakup and shit and like you know i booked myself this trip in january I was like, yo, I need to fucking just get out and just experience something different, you know, experience more of the world because Durban's gotten a lot smaller for me at the moment. And yeah, fuck, it did it. <laughs> it did all the things. And yeah, people were also open and fucking accepting and welcoming and just made so many new friends like you know i met so many people who were just so impressive in so many ways like intellectually fucking just in terms of their hustle just in terms of their perspectives on life and yeah like i just had the time of my life and i owe it all to me and to you because yeah one thing i would like to say is yo if you like I did this also because, like, I'm sure you know the whole concept of, like, if you spend money on experiences, like, that tends to last longer than if, you know, you buy things and all of that. And this was my, you know, investment into that idea. <laughs> and it worked. It worked. It's weird how all these, like, psychology fucking, like, um, podcasts I listen to, when I take the advice, they actually kind of tend to work out. So, <laughs> I don't know. There's maybe something to it. But yeah, I knuckled down, you know, like I spent January, February pretty chilled. Like also most of March, just staying at home, staying in my little cocoon and trying to make some money, trying to make sure that I could make the most of this experience and, you know, eat out and fucking try a new delicious breakfast, which I got to do. I got some fucking amazing breakfast. It was, ah, mm, love it. Egghead and uh, what was that place? Arthur's, that one... That one was also a jam. <laughs> Sorry, I digress. I digress. But yeah, like I did sacrifice going into it. I did 
go out less. I did make sure, like I fucking did dry in January, you know, which definitely saved me quite a bit of money. I did not go dry this week at all. I was fucking like partying every single night. I maxed out. I'm not going to hide that fact. And you go, I definitely couldn't hide it. If you, I mean, I could have, I didn't need to Instagram everything, but you know how we live in the modern world. And yeah, I did. And so you definitely saw that I was out until 6 a.m. on a certain night. And <laughs> as I was saying, it was like because of a period beforehand of, yeah, hibernation of, you know, like just fucking of routine of, you know, building up to it so that I could let loose. So I could, so that I could actually just experience absolutely everything without like anything else to worry about on my mind. I mean, I was going to do a bunch of podcasts with people and stuff, but I realized like, you know, having to travel around and also just like, you know, try to get in the right headspace, make sure I've done the research, all of that sort of stuff. Like I wasn't, I wasn't there. Like I wouldn't be able to do like necessarily the kind of podcasts, you know, I'm trying to put out there these days. So I didn't do that. I didn't really do any fucking work other than the comedy, you know? And that was obviously a big part of why I went down because I saw that Cape Town had all these gigs and I want to, you know, cram in as many as possible, as often as possible. That's my goal this year. So, like I was saying, <laughs> shout outs to me for actually doing it, you know, for actually investing in myself and going through with it. And shout outs to all the people in Cape Town who actually made it such a cool fucking experience. Because there were so many people who really, like, through the comedy scene and through listeners of this podcast, through people that have engaged with me on, you know, the internet throughout my career, basically, that I got to meet for the first time. That, you know, new people that I chatted to until the early hours of the morning. And, you know, people from the internet who I didn't necessarily follow, but, you know, new in periphery and friends with friends. And we connected, like, over fucking the new Paramore album and you know like it was just a sweet special fucking experience and like I say like I was open to it and I think that's one thing I can kind of put forward to other people is just if you're gonna do something like this you know say yes to everything just fucking max out like I did Lion's Head on Monday morning after five nights of partying including a variety of drugs like a cocktail like just I'm not telling you what I'm not telling you when like that doesn't matter it's not irrelevant like it's not relevant like you don't need to know the exact details you just need to know that hey by Monday morning not exactly in tip-top shape but still made it to the top of lion's head fucking took a thousand breaks along the way moaned the entire way up fucking hated every single step but got to the top and was like yeah we did it you know like this is nice it's a fucking nice view this looks good i'm stoked i'm here took a bunch of photos walked back down and yeah like it's like it's good to just no matter what like do the thing because like a friend hit me up that morning being like because I'd, I'd hit her up the day before be like hey if you're going to apply here let me know she was like that next morning at like eight o'clock being like yo within the next hour like we've got to go because that's when it's the best and i was like okay sweet i meant like well i wasn't actually like okay sweet i wasn't gonna say no i was and then i was like nah that's not your philosophy this week your philosophy is just to go for it so i fucking did it i hated it and i loved it but i fucking did it and I did a lot of different things. Let me actually just tell you about the thing in like chronological order, I guess. So on Wednesday night, 
after checking into my Airbnb at the top of Cliff Street, I hit a little walk all the way down to Beer House, where kicked off the night. I actually met a bunch of newer comedians and had fun, man. It was a cool, cool opener, a cool loosener. There were some Durbanites in the audience, actually quite a few Durbanites in the audience. And everyone was quite responsive, you know, gig went well, gig went well. And went to Armchair after that, where Craig Robinson was. Craig Robinson, you know, from Doug, well, not from Doug Judy, but Doug Judy from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, fucking uh, Daryl, The Office, I seen it, you know, that guy. So he was there because he's been doing a movie down there and he was jumping on in the second half and so was I and before before the second half we were chilling outside and i went and chatted to him a little bit and he said to me like pretty much as i walked up to him he was like you know you were you remind me of uh you look like an alcoholic ryan gosling and <laughs> like i i just i just was like what what the fuck is happening right now he was like you know the guy from drive uh probably a terrible craig robinson i know i'm not i'm not an impressionist people but yeah that was that was a pretty surreal fucking experience getting compared to getting roasted but also being compared to fucking ryan gosling by craig robinson is kind of wild kind of a cool experience and then he went on they pulled out a piano for him sang a bunch of songs everyone sang along and he left and about half the crowd left too then another like new guy new open marker went up he did five he did okay he was like i can't remember his name but like i was like yeah you're like you got balls like because he was just like he was going for it you know he was just telling his jokes without like yeah letting the fact that like craig robinson was just there and just killed like you know affect him and you know the crowd was relatively responsive to that and then no one else wanted to go up uh so i did and I closed the show and I had a lot of fun. I'd had a pretty good set, like, you know, got some good laughs, got some people coming up to me after the show being like, that was really good, I enjoyed that. So, which happened at every single set, by the way, just, just so you know, like, your boy, your boy did well, your boy did the things, like, didn't like absolutely smash or kill it because I was doing, you know, nice little short sets and I tried different things. I tried a whole lot of new jokes. I wrote a bunch of new jokes whilst I was there that I tried there. So I will tell you a bit about that just now, I guess. I'm going to keep going. And then Thursday, what I do? I can't remember Thursday day right now, but uh, probably went. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I just went and uh, did a little bit of work stuff, like admin stuff, I think think oh i was probably just writing i was probably working on jokes and that i went to a little timbers winkle that was the place and yeah i just had some everyone toast you don't need to know the details but that was the vibe and i was just uh, doing some writing and stuff and then yeah that was kind of that before i went on a date went on a date with a lovely lady like also not so lovely she just gave me so much shit she just like was amazing like uh our conversation basically started off with her being like, so like, yeah, I just love Slavoj Zizek. Like, okay, cool. That's, that's, you know, fucking first green flag. Like, I'm in, you know, and then we start like discussing Marxism and I'm like, you know, Marxism's cool. Not, it's not a big fan of communism necessarily. Like, dig the analysis, not so sure about the solution. And then, uh, yeah, like we debated stuff for a while, which was fun. And then 
she was the one to bring up the tequilas. She was like, yeah, so I basically just drank tequila and water and <laughs> that was her jam. And so we drank a whole lot of tequilas, which if you know me is kind of my jam. Like all these things we're talking about right now is like first date for me, like the greatest thing that could ever happen. Like, come on. And then we went to Bodega Ramen and that's fucking food was fantastic. Conversation was banging, like both just cracking jokes, both just giving each other shit, both just like, you know, explaining each other's like life stories and experiences and like, yeah, it was fucking awesome. We then went to like five different bars, like basically just closed down a whole lot of different places uh, and just kept, kept it moving throughout the night. So that was fucking amazing first date for me, at least. And I think she dug it too, because we went on a couple more. Uh, <laughs> then what was it Friday Friday I just met up with the old friend and an old ex actually and we reconnected we buried the hatchet a little bit like you know she told me what for in some ways let me know like hey like it was a bit fucked up and I was like yeah I know I agree I'm sorry and we were able to move forward a little which was nice and cathartic and yeah connected with an old friend as well they they're friends you know old durban friends basically and went partying all around cape town like just all the different places we yeah we sampled everything you know roxy surfer uh power and glory shack there might be something else in between that and then landed up at a house and then i landed up walking home at about six in the morning and that was fucking just a phenomenal experience. Met so many different people who were just cool, man. Like people were open and like we chatted and like fucking just, I met this one woman who's like thesis references Budriar and like, cause I was just like, I can't remember how like it came up, but I was just like, yeah, like, cause I think she, she had mentioned philosophy or whatever. And I was like, yeah, I did Budriar. And she was like, oh yeah, I did my thesis on it. I'm just like, oh, okay, cool. That's, that's just a normal interaction that happens every day in my life. And I'm actually reading a thesis at the moment. I'm, on, I'm a couple pages in. I'm about like 20 pages in now. So yeah, and I'm digging it. It's pretty, it's pretty interesting. Might get it on the podcast. Uh, we'll see how it goes. But anyway, like that's just like the kind of stuff that kept happening. I kept just chatting to different people on the Friday and on the Saturday. Because the Saturday... Uh, my friend also invited me to a bra because they were house sitting and met a whole bunch of different people there as well as some of the people from the night before. So, you know, conversations carried on and just kept connecting on, you know, music and philosophy and fucking just dope shit like media, movies, like, you know, experiences like the 48 hour film project, you know, because other people had also done it and won it and stuff like that. So it's just like, I was just able to just connect with so many different fucking people in ways that were like felt meaningful you know and i'm grateful for it so if you're listening thanks because yeah I, i'm genuinely i genuinely meant it like when i was saying that to you like yeah we were on drugs and stuff like well some of us not all of us not not you know like i was on drugs some other people were on drugs some people weren't you know like i'm not trying to blow up anyone's spot here i'm not trying to like yeah, <laughs> basically what I'm saying is if you saw me in photos with people, like, don't assume they were also on drugs. Just assume I probably was. That's fine. That's okay. That we can do, okay? That's fine. But let's not make assumptions about anyone else. 
but also some other people were on drugs and we connected and it was fun i had a fucking amazing time and i like you know wholesome wholesome coke vibes <laughs> like that's that's kind of what i'm talking about you know what i mean like not every coke night is a fucking night of depravity and fiending and fucking like just weirdness like some coke nights are wholesome and conversations are lovely and at two in the morning you know you've got a group of women helping you out with your dating profiles and you're helping back you're helping back you're giving advice from you know a single guy's perspective as well so that was that was pretty fun that was actually a really cool moment it was just like yeah it's basically about 2 a.m uh group of us just <laughs> helping me and uh one or two other women uh <laughs> with our dating profiles and yeah fun vibes i really as i say i had a good time there and then sunday sunday i had a second date we went to zitz Muka, which is a fucking phenomenal art gallery down in cape town down by the vna waterfront with amazing exhibitions on i really wanted to see the when we see us exhibition which was like a century of black art from across the world and Obviously, Spapelo Nguni from Durban, he has actually got a piece there and it was fucking dope getting to see that because like, I've known him for quite a while and want to get him on the podcast at some point. And yeah, just a fan of his work and dig seeing him grow from strength to strength. So seeing his work, you know, cataloged with this just vast, it's like, it's so fucking big. Like there's so much stuff and there's so many iconic pieces, so many things from yeah literally just all over the world so that was a fucking treat and a wonderful date experience <laughs> we then went and got some chips and chilled a bit before she dropped me off at my gig because uh, she had stuff to do and i think was also just a little apprehensive about seeing me do comedy uh, <laughs> which we'll follow up a little with just now and then the yeah we did Bokka at which is down by Sea Point was Kate Pinchuk's comedy Sundays vibe fucking dope gig really dig the way it's run really dig the staff there they're super cool like literally everyone there was super friendly from the bartenders to the sound people to the hostess Kiara who is responsible for a really cool moment that I will tell you about a little later but yeah had a fun set it was a little awkward like like some of the stuff didn't quite land like in the middle and then i also did a thing in cape town where i like ended the joke or yeah ended my sets <laughs> like it would, depending depending on the room you know but yeah like i was ending it with a pretty brutal joke and you know leaving on a interesting note at times but i was having a lot of fun and yeah that was a cool that was a cool set i really did enjoy it although i did stumble a little in the beginning but like I'm at a point where I can stumble and go, you know what? This isn't really working, is it? Let's let's just move on. And I did that, and it worked. Then head to Trenchtown, where I had a, like a much smoother set. Everything just clicked. Everything just hits. All of it banged. You know, like like pretty much every joke just hit, hit, hit. And yeah, I had a good set. I enjoyed myself a lot there. That was fucking. That was cool. A lot of comedians got to chat to a lot of different people met uh, jada who's from down from italy really fucking funny woman like really enjoyed her stuff we got to hang out a bit more over the next couple of days and like 
yeah, like we were just like cracking a lot of jokes and just having fun together, which was fun, you know? It's cool to like fucking hang out with other touring comics, I guess. Yeah, that was that. I tried to get people to go back to Boca to do karaoke. Like that was on my list of things to do in Cape Town whilst I was there, but, but no one would, no one would. So I just went home. And then Monday morning we did Lion's Head, did breakfast at Egghead, and then yeah, like did some writing, did, you know, some working on some jokes. Cause on Monday nights I was jumping on, it wasn't a planned gig originally, but I jumped on at the waiting room for a gig that was all about like relationships and love and family and stuff like that. So I actually dug into the archives, I actually went through like a lot of my old stuff just to see what, you know, relationship stuff that I used to have that I could bring in and like, yeah, I did some poems and stuff like that. So it was pretty fun. I got to do jokes I haven't done in a very long time and they hit. And so like, I actually utilized those again on the Tuesday, but yeah, that was fucking dope. Like really fun gig, like small gig, but good gig. And also got to meet some other comedians, got to chat, got to crack jokes, hang out, you know, do the camaraderie thing. And I got to say, like, Cape Town scene, for me at least, was very friendly. Everyone was super open, super welcoming. Everyone was, yeah, just like, it seems like there's a lot of camaraderie there amongst the comedians themselves. Like, you know, people look like they genuinely got along. Not too many people like spoke shit about too many other people you know there were one or two people speaking shit about like one or two people in particular but for the most part everyone's like yeah that dude's a day like cool you know like we're all in this together we're all trying to make it work like so that was that was the cool part about being down there and like part of what's like drawing me back because spoiler alert like i might just move to cape town and by might and looks like i mean i'm pushing towards that like i might also move to joyburg but right now like cape town's definitely the ideal and this isn't like right now you know it's probably in like the next six months or so because need to get work life lots of different things set up and sorted out and that but yeah maybe summer in cape town could be a vibe is all i'm saying who knows what this life holds ahead like who who knows all i know is that the best laid plans of mice and men often go raw and so you know i try not to get it too ahead of myself but like i was telling people at like four in the morning on the weekend the way i'm living at the moment is like i'm letting the winds of fate take me where they may i'm putting up some sails and i'm trying to steer you know the ship in a general fucking direction but i don't have all the control here you know i can only do the best i can and enjoy the ride as uh, as it goes along which is very much what i'm trying to do and then on tuesday on tuesday i hit up authors it was also another thing on the list rocked a croc madame and they fucking banged you're not gonna lie they definitely know how to do a croc madame really well and you know if I, i'm a simple guy if i see croc madame on the fucking menu i order it that's that's my new eggs benedict because now that i've learned how to make eggs benedict i can do that shit in like 10 minutes no stress I need a new fancy fucking dish when I go out that I can indulge in, you know? And Croque Madame is that new dish. So let me know your best spots for Croque Madame all around the country since I'm going to be in Joburg next week anyway and I dig to try a new spot. And then also in Durban, I know the breakfast room's pretty good at it. And then yeah, in Game Town, if you're into it, Arthur's, I thought they banged. I really enjoyed that. 
And then what else? What did I do? <laughs> I, oh, I just dallied about. I saw my friend Luke Smith, the tattoo artist who you may know. And uh, Meg, Meg Rowe, his partner and uh, their parents now, which they weren't the last time I saw them. Got to meet the baby, Hazel, who fucking, yeah, cute as fuck. So they're two of my oldest, oldest friends. And like Luke's responsible for like my leg looking the way it does because he kind of like practiced on it when I was younger. And then he got really good at doing tattoos. And now he's going to finish up this fucking gigantic phoenix that I've got on the back of my leg that hasn't been colored in yet. So in the next couple of weeks, we're going to get that done. And I'm super hyped about that. But yeah, after that, I just cruised around, checked out a bunch of different bookstores around town. And then Tuesday night was Vortex. I was going to do Dublin and then Vortex, but quite a few people said they were coming through to the Vortex gig. And the woman I'd been seeing, she was going to come through to that gig. So we just... Yeah, so I just started, let me just do that gig. And I chilled there, met a bunch of different people, met people, supporters of this podcast. <laughs> I saw old friends from Durban, fucking comedians I hadn't seen in quite a while. It was really rad, like in terms of that. The room itself was a little uh, tricky, we'll say. I had a lot of fun. I did get some big laughs. I also had some awkward moments. I had like this American woman heckle me because she couldn't hear or something. And yeah, like lost it a little bit, but then I think I brought it back. I've, I've watched the tapes back. I've watched the tapes back. It's pretty good. Like, you know, six and a half, maybe out of 10, I would say. Could have been an eight, could have been an eight. But with the room itself, actually, I don't know about that. Like even Conrad, like had to abandon ship on a couple jokes because oh, it was just, I think like it's a cool room. Like the organizers are amazing and I fucking love their work and I love what they're doing. I just think on that night, like the everyone was so different like it was like the diversity of the room meant that like only certain pockets of the room were really like laughing along to each comedian and like those pockets were all different for each comedian if that makes sense like very rarely did the entire room get on board with a joke so that's that was the that was the vibe there and yeah shame after the set the woman who i'd been dating she came up and she was like, she's like, she seemed a little mortified, you know, because of like the interaction with the, with the heckler and stuff, you know, like she was like, oh, you should, why, why were you being mean to her? And I was like, that's my job. Like, which was quite fun, you know, seeing like someone new to it, like, and their reactions to it. Cause I can't like dating a comedian. Like I can't imagine what that's actually like, like you watching them and just like, cringing you know just cringing because i also imagine like you're probably going to be almost like a harsher critic and see it differently than just a regular person would like that's been my experience like i'll get off stage like in the past and i've had a relatively good set and like yeah had the people i'm with be like yo that was sheesh that was hard eh and i was like no like some of what I'm doing here is throwing it a little, you know, like I even said on Tuesday night, like some of these jokes are on that borderline between cringe and genius. You know, there are going to be people in the audience who it is the funniest fucking thing they've ever heard. And to other people, they're going to go, what the fuck is this? Like, I just, that's not even funny. Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, I understand that that's sometimes 
what's gonna happen in my sets. Not the whole time, because I've got to be a club fucking comic. So I've got my bangers. I've got my, oh, you know, you, you, everyone's gonna laugh at this shit. But I've also got somewhere it's like, nah, it's for five people. Like, and that's fun for me. But I also imagine if you are someone dating me, that that's going to come across in a way that, um, I don't know, it just isn't very comfortable. But yeah, what I'm what I'm saying is she she left pretty soon after my sets. She she said that you know she thought her wallet had been stolen and you know turned up back at home and I'm gonna assume that's a real excuse. But maybe maybe I shouldn't have gone with the ass eating jokes, you know, like because I did. That was there was there was a brand new ass eating joke that. Uh, there's a my set that I tried and maybe that intimidated her I don't know <laughs> but anyway yeah so after that just hung out with people met new people weirdly enough I actually met this American woman who I matched with on hinge like a couple well literally the night before and she was like ah oh, you're a comedian I want to see comedy and I was like well I've already got a date but come through to the gig anyway and she did with a bunch she brought the American who heckled me who also came up after the show like it was totally fine you know like her her interactions were just helping the show they were a part of the show you know she was just giving us good advice apparently <laughs> so she was fine though it was cool she was cool to chat to but yeah, it was also cool chatting to the other American woman that I chat, like matched with on Hinge and stuff. And like, she landed up giving me her number. So she might come to Durban at some point, which, you know, I don't know how this works. Like, but it's cool. Like, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Like, I didn't know single life could actually be so easy and fun. And you just meet all these rad, awesome people who, yeah, think you're rad and awesome too. Like, that's pretty nice. It's pretty nice. But my night ended, my night ended, because each night this, uh, on this week, so Sunday and Monday, I'd been putting out there that, yo, I want, like, people to come to karaoke with me. Tuesday as well, like, I was just, like, on Instagram, like, I was like, yo, if you're in Cape Town, come do fucking karaoke with me. And then Kiara, who is the hostess at, um, Boca on some nights, she messaged me at like, I don't know, I think it was probably like half past 11. And she was like, yo, it is pumping tonight. If you're going to come, like, come now. And I was like, I asked people, I was like, yo, who wants to come to karaoke with me? No one was in. No one was in. So I messaged Kiara back and I'm just like, yo, if I come there on my own, will you keep me company? She was like, of course. So I was like, sweet. I'm in. I'm in. So I say goodbye to everyone in Vortex. I get in an Uber. I fuck off to C-Point and i go and i sing paramore's rose colored boy very badly also nobody else in the crowd knows the song so they're not singing along with me it's just me on my ace fucking this song up royally and i'll tell you i had the fucking time of my life that was <laughs> so much fun and it was just what i needed you know like just how I needed to end the week, you know, the tour, the vibe, like just like I'd wanted to do it. Fuck it, nobody else would come with me. I went to my own and yeah, hung out afterwards. But I can't remember the bartender's name. He was super sweet though. And then also chatted to Kiara, like we read each other poetry. We both, we both write poems. So we both uh, shared them with each other. We chatted and I bounced probably around one-ish, I would say. Went back home, had a great sleep, 
Woke up the next day. Had a fucking delicious breakfast at Egghead. Got on the fucking plane and came back to Durban. And that was May Fakansi. You know, I feel like I probably overshared a bit too much there. But also, this is kind of like a diary entry for me. Like, I'm going to come and listen back to this in a couple years time. This is more for me than it is for anyone else. And that's fucking true, I think. Like, especially with this episode. Uh, oh, fuck. Did I mention that I met Kanye? I met fucking Kanye Amshali. Because uh, we kind of spoke about this being an archive. You know, the, the Almost Perfect podcast. But yeah, Kanye Amshali and I met up on Monday, I think it was. Or was it Tuesday? It was Tuesday. It was Tuesday. Uh, she obviously guest of this podcast. Rest fellow wrestling fan. And also just a dope fucking writer. And yeah, we, we got to hang out, we got to chat and discuss wrestling, discuss media, discuss everything. So that was also fucking cool. And like, yeah, as I was saying, you know, this is an archive typically for other people, the, the conversations I have, but these solo episodes are somewhat an archive for myself. And if you get value out of it and you enjoyed listening to that, fucking A. I, I, you know, I'm happy to provide my little storytelling session there. And I don't know, I say it and I do it because, you know, I hope people can relate to it. I hope you can, like, if you've got, like, if you're going to go through a breakup or if you've gone through a breakup or whatever, you know, like, even if you are just looking for your own eat, pray, love kind of vibe, even if you are just looking to take more chances on yourself and put yourself into situations where you want to be, you know, you can do it just takes a little bit of work it takes a bit of effort and it takes having an open fucking heart to these experiences and like actually learning from the wisdom of others and taking the advice and taking like i just think one of the big things for me that did get me to do this was i think it was a slight change of plans it's either that or hidden brain those are two podcasts i quite enjoy listening to and like i mean a few podcasts will bring it up that the you will be happier spending your money on experiences than you will buying a thing that, you know, gives you joy once it arrives at the door and the next day that joy is gone. Whereas, you know, you, you save up, you spend your money on some fucking rad experience. Even if it doesn't necessarily work out quite the way you planned a lot of the time, like it will still provide you with value in the long term you know you'll learn from it you will have these memories and for me like it just worked out fucking fantastically like they, they were no they, yeah there was nothing bad about it everything was fucking amazing like literally and i'm super grateful for that and yeah thanks for thanks for listening to my my story of my week and thanks for you know all the support man like it's was very apparent as well in this last week a lot of people just showed a lot of love and i'm eternally grateful for it it's yeah it's very comforting and it's very motivating and i'm hoping you know hoping to meet the potential that a lot of a lot of you actually see in me and you know we, we're getting there we're, we're we're building we're moving Speaking of which, I'm actually going to be doing a preview show of It's Not the End of the World on the 29th of April at Station Collective. Tickets are 50 Rand. 
if you're a patron that'll you'll you'll know about that today uh, i'll be sending you that directly and if you're not then on monday tickets will be going live on almostperfect.co.za forward slash shows this is very limited 30 tickets only um and this is going to be the first time i'm trying to do like a really like the the show you know the it's not the end of the world as it is in the big not the well yeah because it'll evolve the more i do it you know but this is going to be my first try at it and i'm fucking nervous and i'm excited and i'm all the things so i would appreciate a nice friendly audience you know like that's the thing i'm gonna workshop this thing for a while i'm gonna try because yeah that was the advice that i got from ryan harduth he was just like do small shows bro just do small shows for a while just try and build it up you know get comfortable with it and so that that's what i'm going to try and do i'm just going to do little shows all around the country over the next couple months before i feel like it's properly ready to try and like book theaters and you know have a go at it have a go at it so this is this is kind of like the first opportunity for that so this is the first time people will get to see what i've been cooking bro like let them cook bro let them cook so i've been cooking come taste the deliciousness 29th of april station collective 50 rand starts at seven o'clock will be about an hour and a half total there'll be some opening acts and then myself doing about an hour about an hour we'll see we'll see how it is and yeah so that's that that's what i gotta tell you other than that of course it's time for the shout outs so in case you don't know over patreon.com forward slash almost perfect there is a tier it is a $10 tier it is the top tier and it's called the titular titles tier and over at this tier you can pick your title on this podcast so shout out to Rousseau who is the storage clerk of subtle heresies in the lesser Oberberg region and someone who I finally met I met him on Tuesday night so shout outs to you Rousseau shout outs to Russell Grant the Far East correspondent who I will be seeing soon for our friend Tom's wedding that's gonna be a fucking jam Shoutouts to Neil Green, the key grip. Shoutouts to Karan Slemon, the almost perfect hedge fund manager. Shoutouts to Riz Ventura, the director of purchasing. Shoutouts to Karan Chetty, the assistant to the regional manager. Shoutouts to Kath Jenkins, the inevitable ruler of the universe and Queen Swifty. And shoutouts to executive producer Stephen Olivia. Of course, I want to give a big thank you to Damien Roth for the bed music you hear underneath you and the banging intro you hear each and every single week. Shoutouts to you for listening all the way through to the end and for just being so fucking wonderful and lovely. And I will catch you on the flip side.